Greetings, music aficionados from all over the planet. This is the Memory of John Peel Show with me, Zaf Man. For the last shows, last few shows, uh, it's all sounded very strange to me here in the booth. Um, and but it sounds okay to you apparently. But Ron Stog, the engineer, thinks he's got to the bottom of it, so that probably means trouble. So we'll start off this show with, um, with a track by Misery. Zaria, the uh, fabulous Croatian band. You can find them on Bandcamp. Um, and that's uh, Gradsky Zvedo, or something like that. Anyway, I think Gradsky, probably thank you. The other word, I think it's something to do with earth or flowers. 
I've made a fabulous discovery. Scud FM, a band from England that uh, is kind of a legacy band. They, they remind me of various other bands. They're very good. Uh, their album's called In It. There's lots of tracks I could have played you, but I'm going to play this one first called Bigger Boat. <laughs>
Thank you. 
This is from a very interesting trio called The Hermit. Um, and they take old uh, traditional folk songs and deliver them with that unaffected vo voice and then uh, that kind of jazzy guitar. Strange, interesting. A little bit like the Beta Band, I think. Anyway, uh, The Hermit with uh, Sitting on Top of the World from their current album, Tapes. And um, here's a band, a folk band, that I'm absolutely um, you know, ecstatic about uh, discovering them. Um, Milkweed is their name. And uh, their only, I think their only album, their first album, Myths and Legends of Wells, is out now. Uh, it's called, um, this track is called Bowl of Piss. <laughs> Strange. 
Simona Zamboli and um, I can't tell you much about her, I don't know anything about her but I can tell you she's on the uh, B- Berlin label Mille Plateau uh, and that album is called Elaf Will Bury You We're off to France now where the band um, 
Titanic Bomb Gas. There's uh, got an album out called Straw. And this, for, this track I'm going to play called Jay's Mind has uh, a guitar riff which is very similar to one of the great Groundhogs records. Uh, I wonder if you can spot it.
breaking all the structures of music that you know. Uh, How Will You Know When Tomorrow Comes by uh, Kodak, Kodak's Stroves. That's the new name of Martin Bates. Um, and his album is called Summer Cat's Cradle. You can find it on Hivark Records. Good stuff. Right, um, during the pandemic, uh, I, I, we had a bit of a change because um, I like to have people over to uh, play darts and relax every now and then. and um, when it became evident that being inside with a bunch of people was not uh, the, the best thing to do, um, I set up a dartboard outside um, in the late part of the year, so it was often raining and things like that. Uh, but it also attracted lots of bugs before the rain came. And so somebody came up with the idea that if if you actually pinned a bug against the dartboard, you win the game automatically, which was fun and it never happened. But then some um, some witty person came over and with a dead bug and uh, put it on the end of his dart before he threw. Very clever. Uh, the reason I'm telling you this story is because the next track by Paul Spring is called Beetle on a Blade. <laughs> Sooner later, sooner later, why? 
Prove Your Good, a new single ahead of a upcoming album release by Rosie Plain, and uh, she's still riding that wave of Scandinavian um, music star, which uh, I suppose was started by Jose Gonzalez. Um, nice stuff. Right, Tom Ashworth. Haven't heard from him for a few years, and he's found a new voice. He's got an EP out, which is called uh, Gig Economy, uh, which uh, covers a, a couple of traditional tracks and stuff. But he's also written a stunning uh, song himself called Another England. And here it is. Shining pastoral dream Where pink-faced men in motley dance Upon the village green Carving out your square of mud Where all is pure and clean Where's this other I have never been Oh, where's this other England That cloudy sceptred isle Where one percent draw battle lines Make us the rank and file A soldier I have never been but since we are at war Is there another England That is worth fighting for? Where's this other England? This jewel that you protect It's a litany of venal men and targeted neglect Keep calm and carry on The same conniving shit You can keep your other England Cause I want no part of it And if we stop all the clocks Will the train still run late And we buy up all the stores Edging up the empire train We'll sell So build your other England With sellotape and string A fence to keep the outside out Keep your culture in If two world wars and one world cup Is the best that 
Yeah. 
It's a stunner, isn't it? Uh, Rhythm of the Tides by Junie Haybell. It's uh, more beautiful stuff from Norway. And uh, the album is called Carvings on Bada Bing Records. Right, uh, well, let's, um, let's switch now. It's getting more like a folk show lately. Um, Jesse Jett's got uh, a new song out. Um, his, his vision of the future is often very caustic. Um, and this track is called... Uh, Apple Model 3 Slave Collar. society and our world are full of these invented and built up and contrived facades. And sometimes some people come along with a hammer and smash that facade. It's a brilliant, powerful hammer. a brilliant powerful hammer to smash that facade. It's a brilliant powerful hammer to smash that facade. Welcome to the future. Shit where you please. The Wi-Fi's killer, but there's no more bees. So there's hardly any flowers, there are very few trees, and you'll pay a thousand dollars for some honey for your tea. But we got these awesome collars, mine's an Apple Model 3. It allows for better movement than the Tesla X Elite. It lets you customize the ads that it implants in every dream. And for premium subscribers, doesn't shock you in your sleep. But it doesn't stop there. It can analyze your speech, and if it hears disinformation, then it notifies police. It's a swift re-education, but it knocks you off your feet like your booster every seventh week. I faced the future boldly with two eager open eyes and I picked a couple nuggets up that blew my fucking mind like you can taxidermy someone while they're technically alive and they'll shine when it's election time. See the Democratic voter base will pay them zero, never mind if voting for the scarecrow is a vote along their party lines. They can stare into its marble eyes and claim there's something dignified. Unlike real politicians, this one doesn't need an oxygen or kit supply. But its function is the same as those who came before, the goals are never misaligned. It still spends all its working time performing pre-recorded fleecing sessions where it sugarcoats your slow and hungry genocide. While pouring billions into Nazi coffers, all the while selling you the story that were moments till the MiGs arrive. So fuck it, ask Zelensky if he'll help replace our leaded pipes. Watch a fleet of Penske's show, stacks of bills in every size. Guess it only took a black sun and a couple hiles. Honorary goose step in some Nazi boots a quarter mile All while Biden sneers his sordid smile I don't know what was in this morning's vial But it makes him stare a thousand yards Through all the prompters and the cards Like he can smell the nearest child 
His eyes are wide and wild, wider than the grave in which another thousand families were tossed in as I typed until they rose up to the sky unceremoniously piled. Which sort of flies right in the face of all this network ticker tape where the American economy has superhuman vitals. And sometimes some people come along with a hammer. See, I like to think my trial's gonna play like a recital. I'll denounce the world around me and accuse the most entitled who weaponize their titles, whose pull is something title, who'd starve us all to death to best delight their blighted idol. So they might destroy the record And I will never get to vinyl <laughs> So my word is not immortal, but it's final It's a brilliant, powerful hammer It's a brilliant, powerful hammer To smash that facade Do you want the money back? Yes or no? Or no? Or no? Yeah, I mean, got the fire. Shoot a nigga dead in the shift of mine. Shoot a nigga dead in the shift of mine. Shoot a nigga dead in the shift of mine. I'll put his head in my lip. Bitch ain't got a fuck. I think we should get the boat. I'm a fucking rope. I'm a fuck this bitch and then I hit the switch and roll. Yeah, I'm a pull up business for the style of y'all. If y'all don't come, I catch a pull up on the line, y'all. John Pill show to its end um, but if you're on the podcast um, then or if, you, if you're not get go get it at memoryofjohnpeel.com or in memory of John Peel on any um, you know podcast service you can find um, and uh, you can go to Twitter to see all the tracks played on the show and you can see the, the buy links there as well so you can click on it and buy it um, and uh, uh, the website of course in memoryofjohnpeel.com uh, what else? What else? Oh, yeah. You can support the show if you want. Uh, Patreon is the best way. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com and just type in Zafman Music. Z-A-P-H-M-A-N-N M-U-S-I-C And thank you for those of you who signed up just since the Christmas shows uh, the, the, and the end of year shows. 
much appreciated and it all helps pay for the bills uh, we'll see you uh, next week on the show radio and um, stick around if you're on listening to the podcast bye bye This is a little bit more, the extra bit uh, for, that goes on to the podcast for the In Memory of John Peel show. I'm Zaf Man, of course, still. And um, we've got two tracks only. They're long tracks um, and very different. The first is quite a surprise uh, to me anyway. Um, maybe not to all of you. John Fox. Yes, he's he from Ultravox um, has a whole different um, face to the world as a, um, a writer and spoken poet um, and he's got an EP out called The Marvellous Notebook which is for um, short stories and they're quite extraordinary I'm going to play the first one one of them called Under London you can find this work on Bandcamp by the way <coughs> and then after that I've got uh, a, a half an hour piece which I'll tell you about before I start it uh, so first up John Fox um, and Under London from the Mo Marvellous Notebook It began with a landslip in central London in the forecourt of the British Museum. A cavity in the road opened very slowly. People backed away, fascinated and horrified, 
as the tarmac crust split and widened. The railings fell in and the turf tore open. Exposed water mains gushed and sewers cascaded from all sides of the fissure. Electrical cables flashed and cracked and the pillars of the museum's façade leant at crazy angles before toppling across the stone steps. The nearest buildings along the adjoining street were next, collapsing one by one in clouds of dust. The entire forecourt and much of the museum eventually slid down into a huge pit. Trees, antiquities and all. Eventually, the subsidence ceased, revealing what appeared to be a vast rounded marble edifice lying just under the crust of London tarmac and turf. It was smooth, but its surface was grimy with soot, as if it were some relic of a time before coal fires were made illegal. A similar landslip in Holloway uncovered what appeared to be a great heft of a jointed wing, and each soot-stained feather was longer than an intercity train. All along Piccadilly, to Hyde Park, long, deep rifts in the pavement spread slowly through South Kensington to Chelsea and across the park, then through St John's Wood and Camden up to Hampstead Heath. Another huge marble projection became visible under the streets near Trafalgar Square Tube. Nelson's column came down. The pillars at the front of the National Gallery shifted so that the underground and overground train services to Charing Cross were completely disrupted. Similar disturbances were reported right across the city as far as Clapham in the south, Richmond in the west and Hampstead in the north. In the financial zone, the Bank of England was finally realised as a ruin. Not quite so picturesque as that envisaged in the 19th century by the artist Gandhi for Sir John Soane. Most of central London had become unsafe. The city was almost at a standstill. The subsidence occurred so slowly and at such a uniform pace that few casualties were reported, although many buildings eventually collapsed and parked cars continued to slide down into the rifts. It all happened so slowly that most people were able to exit the roadways and the buildings safely. The television news buzzed with speculation. Experts gave opinions, citing earthquake, volcanic activity, recent weather disruptions and tectonic plate movement as likely causes. Every expert 
had a different theory. The most revealing information was broadcast by the BBC. Filming from helicopters over London clearly showed the extent of the subsidence. From the perspective these images allowed, it became possible to comprehend something of what had actually been going on. Eventually, some of the huge marble objects revealed by the landslips became recognisable, though immense in scale. It became apparent that all the huge uncovered objects were, in fact, connected. What the film showed was the outline of an unimaginably huge figure lying underneath the city. It had wings, a vast marble angel. In the huge pit where the British Library had once stood, the side of a great head was visible. Its hair, tangled in the foundations of buildings at the perimeter of the pit, was a mass of curls, reminiscent of the deluge drawings by da Vinci. The Thames had been breached at Barnes by a gigantic foot, which diverted the river around it. A Kensington Palace eruption was found to be the projecting tip of a giant wing feather. Great marble fingers emerged from the bracken and earth in the woods at Hampstead Heath. The BBC also broadcast a digital model of the angel, extrapolated from the landslips, the exposed parts and the new topography of the city, superimposed over a map of London. It was calculated to be at least a hundred times the size of the Statue of Liberty. The head alone was bigger than Wembley Stadium, and its wings spread through barking on one side and harrow on the other. The strange thing was, everyone who saw that one particular rendering felt it was oddly familiar, that they somehow ought to know it well. We were all completely overawed by the massive scale of the thing. Crowds gathered to stare in silence in the places where parts of the angel had been revealed. Then the BBC reported that a heartbeat had been detected, as well as pulses in the limbs and extremities. Their pace was extremely slow, about one beat per week. But the angel appeared to be alive and dreaming. REM was detected, although this too was far from rapid. It also seemed to stir very slightly from time to time. The upheavals across the city were likely to have occurred as it turned in its slumber. At that point, no one knew if it might turn again, or even if it might eventually rise from its sleep.
Then, several weeks passed without any sign of further movement. Monitoring scientists reported the heartbeat had slowed right down to less than one beat per month, and the interval between beats was gradually lengthening. The angel appeared to have settled back into its slumber. After some frantic consultation, the government felt secure enough to reassure the population that the situation was now stabilizing and would be dealt with swiftly by the civil authorities. A marathon emergency sitting was convened between all political parties. Teams of experts and scientists were brought in. It was clear that the angel was vast and inextricably tangled into the fabric of the city. So it was unanimously decided that the only possible solution was to cover it up. Any attempt to remove such a huge mass of material would surely destroy the rest of the capital. It was also acknowledged that the city must now be reorganized and rebuilt around the angel's new position. The entire topography of the city of London had altered. Even the route of the Thames had been permanently diverted. So, we buried it again, concreted around it, covered it up with earth and rubble and tarmac. Earth moving and construction machinery was mobilized across Britain and Europe and marshaled into an unprecedented reconstruction program. Road, rail, and the underground systems had to be rerouted, and after the raw infrastructure was completed, it would also be necessary to landscape many parts of the city on a scale exceeding the wildest dreams of Capability Brown. Mature trees were to be transplanted, uncovered rivers and tributaries diverted, lakes created, bridges built and entire hills and valleys formed by monolithic earthworks. Some would support houses and workplaces, some would replace disrupted squares and parkland. All this took place some years ago, and since that time there have been many speculations about the origins of the angel, none of them completely satisfying. As someone living in the city at the time, I naturally have my own thoughts on the matter, as does everyone you meet. Cab drivers have a glorious time of it, of course, but even the most reticent Londoner will have their own theory and expound it at any opportunity. Whatever the true picture might be, the discovery of the angel has unified the city like nothing since the Blitz. We all have it in common now, and we have no choice but to live with it.
the first time I ever heard quadraphonic music was uh, when I walked in a record shop um, in England somewhere and um, heard Ultravox playing out of four corners of the record shop. Um, extraordinary stuff and extraordinary to think that John Fox is now doing this. Uh, the Marvelous Notebook is the name of the release and that was under, Lo under London. Recommended for those of you who like something to take your mind off things before you go to sleep. Right, the next thing is by Marcus Reuter, um, who uh, is a musician in his own right, um, but he does a podcast called Unconditional, and he has decided to mix, um, take extracts, cuts, cut and paste from his own podcast over the last year or two, and um, and then take all the artists' statements into this new thing, which I can't work out whether it's uh, annoying or brilliant. Uh, maybe it's neither or both. This is it. Anyway, it's uh, 30 minutes long. Uh, Marcus Reuter with Unconditional Podcast Remix. Who am I to, this, to say those things, you know? This is the oldest hand I've ever seen. Go away. I don't know what the end looks like anymore. Marcus. Are you there, Marcus? Marcus, 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 Yeah, um, I suppose. Uh, but, uh, 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 but, oh, 
emotion, but it's not. I just. <laughs> Big psychedelic 
questions. I know they're all, I know music is, it's to do with that. In the mix, I have no idea. You know, stuff I would never expect. I'm going for a piss. All right, dude. Basically, this is a good piece. Yeah. Oh, I could do that myself. Thank you. 
I can put this seed in the ground. 
find some dirt and add some water, and it will, it will grow into a tree. It's the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard. Like my, I'm pretty close to canceling myself. Um, 
I believe that, you know, our subconscious is amazing and it can do so many things. And so basically what I do in such moments, I just trust my subconscious and I just play. It's even surprising to myself listening back that what I play doesn't sound or seem random at all. But in that moment, in the heat of the moment of the improvisation, it's really, I just play. I just play anything you could say. It's not, obviously there's something, but in the moment it feels like I'm just playing anything. And it's wonderful to experience this, this act of creation, you know, out of pure ecstasy, you could say. Call you back. Bye. Yes. Well, if you're still with the show, um, then uh, you probably thought that was worth listening to. Unconditional podcast remix by Marcus Reuter. Um, I'm just going to say goodbye. Thank you to everybody who uh, listens every week and everybody who sends in the music all over the world. Incredible um, volume of music comes in, and uh, I get to as much as I can with a all kinds of systems will start actually this evening again um, the process to uh, get all the best music to you for next week's show I look forward to that and I hope you have a fabulous week bye for now